All right, what's going on, everybody? And welcome into the first episode of the Spaceball Podcast, brought to you by the Sideline Network. My name is Chris Lalala Valley, and I'm alongside my very good friend and the Sideline Network works own Austin Space. Austin, what's going on, big guy? Hey, how you doing, man? You surviving the apocalypse? Okay. I'm trying. I'm trying. Okay. Uh, you know, the state still has me working, but that's okay. They don't care about cool. me. That's fine. Cool. And uh, yeah, I just got sent to work from home, so I'm going to sit it here and uh, wear the same clothes for two weeks straight and uh, not watch sports. So it's going to be good. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So guys, for those of you who are new to the program, the Spaceball podcast goes like this. Each week, I throw nine pitches to Austin as we break down what's going on in Major League Baseball over the past two weeks. Austin gets to throw me a pitch himself, but we'll mm-hmm. touch on that later on. We're going to start off, though, every week with a segment called, Did I Get This Right? And this is going to be my opportunity to bring up a take that I've had on a previous podcast from LaValley Sports Talk or Richo and Lala. And Austin's going to let me know if I was correct or if I was dead wrong. So last week on Richo and Lala, Richard decided to make the claim that David Beckham is the most popular worldwide athlete. And I told him he was dead wrong and that it's Michael Jordan. And I believe that Michael Jordan, to me, is, as as far as global icons go, he's the epitome of that. What do you say, Mr. Daniels? I thought about this one a lot here. I mean, because there's a lot of, like, players we're talking about here. I mean, like, Tiger Woods, I presume, would be somebody that everybody would talk about at one point. I think LeBron James would be somebody we'd talk about at one point. But Michael Jordan's bigger than him. The problem, though, and I didn't listen to your argument because I got things to do, but, like, the problem <laughs> is, Rich, like, did Richard bring up the globalization of soccer? Because we don't really care about soccer in the United States, you know? And we can't deny that soccer is, is huge, just not here, you know? I know we pretend to like it every four years for this World Cup and then complain about being woke and women and I don't know what's going on anymore. But, like, in general, nobody cares about soccer. MLS stinks. Nobody cares about it. So right. was that point brought up at all? Or yeah, Rich's argument was that soccer is a global sport and that basketball is more popular in the U.S. than it is anywhere else, whereas soccer is, you know, across the pond, it's all over the place outside of the United States. Mm-hmm. And I said, you make a really good argument, mm-hmm. except for the fact that Michael Jordan for whatever reason, at least in my opinion, has been able to transcend that with Nike, with his shoes, with the commercials, with him being, he was the face of basketball for almost two decades. Mm -hmm. Whereas David Beckham is more, to me, he's more popular or more known for being a pretty boy than he's known for being a soccer star. Well then, but then who cares? Because if we're going to talk about who transcends, like Michael Jordan uh, sells Air Jordans. He sells, you know, his steaks or whatever the heck he does. You know, he he makes a movie with cartoon characters in it. I mean, the, you know, like those aren't, you know. He also played baseball for a while too. Yeah, he um, did. So I don't know if that's necessarily fair because uh, what Beckham's a model. Like he he's, he's a model too, right? In some respects. I mean, they. I mean, he's, yeah, yeah, he did like Calvin Klein and stuff like that for a while. Right. Right. You know, um, so I don't know if that balances out or not. But what? But besides, what else was that before I jumped in there? 
With Beckham or with Jordan? With both of them. Well, so you're comparing them. Beckham was known, obviously, as being an international soccer star. And then when he came over to the U.S., he played for the L.A. Galaxy for a few years. And and that got him more attention in America, obviously. Mm -hmm. And then he's, he's obviously known worldwide because he's also married to a Spice Girl. So that helps. Obviously, in, in right. his argument, that's a, that's definitely a, a feather in his cap. Mm. But my argument would still just be, I think when you say David Beckham, I feel like if you walk down the street and I'll just say in the United States alone, if you walk down the street and you said Michael Jordan, somebody's going to know exactly who you're talking about. But if you say David Beckham, somebody's most people, especially younger than us, are going to sit kind of sit back and go, who the hell's David Beckham? I don't know who David Beckham is. In like, the United States, I give that to you. In the United States, for sure. For sure. But I if mean, we're talking about Europe or France or, you know, these other countries, is it the same thing? I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm just throwing I, I it out there. I, I would argue, at least in China, I think Michael Jordan, because basketball does have a, a really strong, and I know China's kind of a bad thing to bring up right now, but in China, Michael Jordan's better with them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Basketball's huge in China. I don't know if soccer is a big deal in China. So I just taking that population alone, I feel like, and then obviously England and, and Ireland and, and Scotland. I mean, when I went to Ireland, people knew who Michael Jordan was. It wasn't mm. like Michael Jordan is this, you know, I, you only can get so far across the pond before his name doesn't mean anything anymore. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So I'm going to boil it down to two points here. Cause I think I know where I'm leaning and I'll deduce if you're right or not. Um, the first thing we're going to look at is uh, David Beckham had a hairstyle that killed it and rocked it for a while, much like uh, Jennifer Aniston's, what, the Rachel for a while? Remember that? He, he had the, the back down. He pulled it up. It was like Qui-Gon Jinn from Star yep. Wars Episode One. He had that going on. The man and Michael, Michael Jordan doesn't have it in the hair department, okay? So he wins there. Now, the two movies we need to compare, though, are... Uh, Space Jam, starring Michael Jordan, and then Amanda Bynes' Bend It Like Beckham, right? Was that She was in that movie. Am I wrong? Or is that somebody else? Or is that the Indian person? I was thinking of the... Oh, no, I was thinking of She's the Man. Sorry. So... It was the girl from Indian Pirates. Girl. Yeah. And Kira I think Knightley. Space Jam... What, sorry? Kira Knightley. She was the one in Bend It Like Beckham. Kira Knightley was in it? Okay, man. We're getting old. Okay, so with that said because I even butchered that analogy. We're going to have to <laughs> lean toward Michael Jordan here, and I, I will say you're right, but but I will caveat it. This isn't like, like, pardon the pun, but this isn't like slam dunk, of course, 100% Richard's wrong. This is, that was a decent argument to bring up. So, you know, I'll tell the truth there, but, but I believe I will lean towards Michael Jordan. I will lean towards Michael Jordan. So you're right. You're right. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. You're so welcome. Let's get into the nitty gritty here. So we're going to, uh, for this episode, I'm going to throw you five five pitches. All right? Okay. So you got five pitches coming at you. The first one is going to be a fastball. All right. right in the middle for you. Okay. What is the best Crash Bandicoot game? Oh, the best. Are we talking best or are we talking favorite? We're talking best. What is the, the best? Be not your personal favorite. What is the sure. best? If you were going to offer somebody the opportunity to play one Crash Bandicoot game, which one would it be and why? It would be Crash Bandicoot 2 Cortex Strikes Back. Um, that was the second Crash Bandicoot game, obviously. Uh, Naughty Dog at the time really 
uh, did a good job perfecting it because Crash One, as you and I knew growing up, yep. very difficult game, very difficult game, and a lot of people start there and go, this game's really hard and I can't get through it. Two refines it. He adds more moves. It's a lot easier. They knew it was harder. Um, fun note on that one. My sister, who doesn't play a lot of games, uh, one day asked me, it's like, which game can I beat? And uh, my brother didn't beat it at the time. And I said, oh, you can beat Crash 2. I know you can. I'll coach you through it. And she beat it before my brother did. So she was better at Crash 2 than my brother was at the time. And he was getting upset. Um the story's actually pretty good in that game, too. Like, um, Cortex is your ally, um, and he kind of coaches you through getting through it, and you're like, oh, does he have ulterior motives? And spoilers, yes, he does. And, um, Co- yeah, Coco's introduced in that game. Um, Tiny the Tiger's introduced in that game. And Jin is introduced in that game. Uh, the level design is more focused on actual platforming as opposed to, you know, riding on a motorcycle or riding on a biplane. Um, if you want the true crash experience, pick up the Insane Trilogy. Start with two if you don't care about story. That is the best game um, to introduce yourself to, for sure, for sure. Your thoughts? What do you think? You play I, I <laughs> I'm trying to remember. It's been, it's been a few years. I always – I mean, I loved Crash Team Racing just because I thought that was really cool that they did they so did good. something kind of like Mario Kart. So I, I really enjoyed that, yeah. uh, that aspect of it. I got to say, though, I loved the original. Me too. And I'm just going to say, and I, it was a hard-ass game, mm-hmm. but that's what got me to fall in love with video games, was that game. Mm-hmm. That was, like, my first really, like, actual video game. So, mm-hmm. nostalgia nostalgia reasons alone, I'm going to go with the first one. Uh, I mean, that that is my favorite game ever. I will say that. Like, if you were asking favorite, for sure, because, like, just the, the like, what's great about that is, like, the world is set up, and you're, like, thrown into his island, and you're like, what's going on? Um... But as far as, like, getting somebody in, like, they're going to get too frustrated, <laughs> you know, and stuff like that. So, but, yeah, you and I had many a, a slumber party where we tried to get one more level ahead each time. Absolutely. Did you ever beat it? It took me a lot. I did. It took me oh, many, awesome. many years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. When did you beat it? Do you remember? Oh man, it had it was it was after the second game came out. So I mean, we're talking a while. Yeah. I, I bought mm-hmm. the second game. I think I beat the second game, and then I went back to beat the first. <laughs> okay. See. See. So, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah. No, long time ago. I got one more fastball for you, buddy. Alrighty. Just to just to kind of warm you up here. Okay. Who is the greatest Disney cartoon villain of all time? Okay. So I'm going to get LaVallee specifics in here. Are we talking about in all of Disney or are we talking about like Mickey Mouse characters and Daisy and Donald and all, all that? Like all of Disney, all movies. Oh. Wow. Good question. I got to think about this. So we've got um, Maleficent's really good. Um Jafar's really good. You're going to have to help me out name a few of these guys here a little bit. Yeah, sure, you got um, you've got Captain Hook. Captain Hook, yep. Yep. Uh, also, see. like, yeah. Uh, there's really... The Queen from Snow White. Queen. What about Gaston? He's very fun. Ooh, there you go. He's very fun. It, it pains me to say it might... I'm not even a big fan of the series, but it might be Maleficent. 
just because she gets two sequels with Angelina Jolie, <laughs> right? She you does. Know? And um, who's like perfectly cast for that, right? So, oh. I mean, like, and then who, I'm trying to think of like who else, because it's like, you know, she's a very, I'm trying to think, like, none of these villains were really like geniuses. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're just kind of like evil. Yeah. Like the yeah yeah like you said the queen oh I just want to be pretty because or whatever it was right. like somebody's prettier than me fuck them like it's <laughs> like this is a stupid plot. Jafar's like I only have this much money I wish I could run all of Agrabah <laughs> like why <laughs> it's like okay um although he did come back right kind yeah. of Return of Jafar that was it you had Return of Jafar. I'm gonna go with Maleficent like who do you have is anybody else like you're gonna argue there I, I'm trying I to think Maleficent. like. I, I do think Maleficent might be the, the most badass of all of them. Yeah. Um, I always liked Gaston just because he was a meathead and kind yeah, of just... he's so funny. But he's, he's, my, he's my favorite. Yeah. I mean, he's just so funny. And Scar is pretty much up there. Like, that dude's Ooh. just outright evil. It might be Scar. Because Scar is, like, actually manipulative and actually smart and really evil about blaming the death i mean my my favorite uh villain is hades just because oh james, <laughs> james <hilarious>. woods <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm gonna go I, dude i'm gonna pull an audible and go to scar you convinced me on that i'm gonna go scar and then i'm gonna go maleficent there but but they're not like my favorites but then i'd have to go like yeah hades is great as we said gaston is great because they're comical um and they lean into it they're very funny like hades was my probably like one of my favorite characters in hercules probably i liked all three of them pain and panic i liked the whole dynamic yeah yeah, that was yeah yeah that's one of my favorite disney movies it's such a good movie yeah what about ooh, uh what's it yzma from emperor's new crew (laughs) love yzma Yzma and kronk (laughs) (laughs) speaking of which uh quick audible there um kronk Sorry, so Patrick Warburton voices Kronk, right? Love him. I thought, like, and he's too old for it, but it would have been perfect if he played Gaston in the in the live action remake. Oh my god, that would be yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> like how, like, like I did, did do a great job, but I'm like, no, man. If it was Patrick Warburton, man, oh, they, they would have killed it. The dry. Um, oh, it would be yeah. Great. <laughs> Uh, oh, sorry. Before we lock it in with Scar for a second, before we lock it in, Eminem. nobody liked that live-action remake of Lion King, right? Nobody really liked that, right? No. no. That hurts him. So I might have to... I'm going to have to go Maleficent Scar. going to have to do that. And, right. that. and that's really why. That's what I'm going to have to go with, so... Fair enough. All right, here comes a curveball. Okay. What book-to-movie adaptation will stand up better over time? The Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter? All right, time for me to use my pitch, because I ain't answering this question. <laughs> Mainly because I don't read. So anyways, here, here we go. It's a personal question. Personal All right. Question. Um, why do you have an Xbox instead of a PlayStation? Why? What happened to you? What happened? Please explain to me. I don't get it. It's very simple. So my PlayStation 2 died. Um trying to think so this was i think it was in high school so Uh freshman year eighth grade ish right around that time the playstation 2 died and then for christmas my parents bought 
my brother and I an Xbox 360. And that's really what happened was they bought us a 360 and then we just, I just started playing Xbox after that. And then, um, I got an Xbox one, uh, when my brother, my brother and I play every once in a while when he moved down to Virginia, cause he mm-hmm. like he bought an Xbox one before I did. And that was our way to connect when he was in, while he was in college, even before he moved down to Virginia. And then now that he's in Virginia too, that's, that's kind of like how we connect every once in a while. We'll team up and play, like we'll play Madden or NBA or Battlefront or something like that. So that's honestly it. It, it wasn't like, a, oh my God, I hate PlayStation now. It was just, my parents bought us one and I was like, well, I'm not going to complain. We got a new, well, no. we got a new system. So they were probably right at the time too, because I mean, PlayStation three did outsell Xbox 360 in the end. Um, but at the time in the ethos, you want to be on 360 team with Halo and blah, blah, you know, with Gears of War and all that. But my dude, are you going to get a PS5 then? I am. Uh, next generation. You are. I am, I am PS5 because I need to play that Spider-Man game that you talk to me about all the time. <laughs> you, have you seen some trailers and stuff for yes. it? Since oh, yeah, no, it? I've read up on that game. Oh yeah. my God. It's so perfect for you, man. And not to mention, you're going to love... You've never played Uncharted, right? No, never. never. You're going to love that. You're going to love that. Um, you're going to love The Last of Us, man. There's so many titles in there because they're just single. They, they do a great job with those single core experiences and telling stories that you're just going to have a ball. So I'm glad you're going to write the ship a little bit, you know, because. Uh, Plus, everybody I know has a PlayStation, except for me, yeah. my brother. So it's, it gets kind of lonely when my brother can't play and then I'm kind of just by myself. <laughs> well, they do, uh, they're big on that cross-play thing, but uh, I'm glad you're going to write it. Are you going to get it uh, earlier on? Are you going to wait a little bit or what do you think? I'll thinking? probably wait just to like wait, let the bugs make sure that yeah. I'm not going to buy a system that's going to crash on me immediately. So yeah, I'll wait probably a couple months. Oh, okay. Um, you might even get it sooner than I do because I, I like to wait for a price drop and do all those stuff. And, oh, okay. You know, well, I mean, I'll, I'll check with you before I buy it to make sure, you know, you don't think it's going to crash on me. But If we ever get them, you know, if they're, if they're going to manufacture them fast enough in China, so we'll have to see. But I'm glad we had this discussion because I needed to know and correct that for you. So. All right. Awesome. All right. So I got to change up. Ooh. Which of these three superhero franchises gets a reboot first? So a reboot movie. Oh, prediction first. time. Okay. X-Men, Fantastic Four, Superman. Wow. Okay. Do you have, let's see here. So the last Superman was, are we counting Justice League, right? If you want to, you can count Justice League. Uh, Justice League came out in 2017, 2017, I think. 2017, 2018. Yeah, okay, and then before it, it was just what? Uh, it was Man Steel? of Steel that came out in 2013, and then Batman versus Superman came out in 2015 or 2016. Okay. okay, so then we're looking at that awful Fantastic Four movie, which I believe was right around the same time, right? That yeah, same like year. Teen ish, yeah. And then it's X Men, huh? Mm hmm. Okay. I think we got to rule X Men out of it. Um, 
Only because there's some technical stuff because it looks like Disney is playing nice with Ryan Reynolds and doing that whole Deadpool thing. Okay. And my guess now is, like, we all saw Deadpool 2, right? Oh, so, yeah. okay. So those little nods and all that other stuff mm-hmm. that they were in it, even for whatever, as, as a joke, they were in it. Uh, I think they're really going to lean into it this time. And I'm still not ruling out the fact that Hugh Jackman will not reprise his role to play Wolverine just to be in Deadpool for like a second. Like I, I, I was convinced he was going to be in the first one. I was convinced, and he wasn't there. The other one I, I think he's going to be in their Spider-Man. I wish he would. Yeah, they're like friends, and I think even when Deadpool premiered, uh, uh, Hugh Jackman had a movie going on at that time, a different one, and they were kind of making fun of each other. Yep. Um, but I'm a huge Deadpool fan, so the two he needs to interact with are Spider-Man, and he needs to interact with Wolverine. Those are the two he absolutely has to because they hate him. It's great. So we get so I'm gonna rule X Men out. So now we're left with Fantastic Four and Superman, huh? Okay. And Henry Cavill still hasn't said no, right? He's still technically in it, right? Technically, but they there's now rumors. At least Richard brought it up on our pod, uh, right. Richard Onala, a couple weeks ago that they're talking about rebooting Wolverine and having Henry Cavill play wolverine now mm-hmm. now i don't buy into that crap but i'm gonna have to go with fantastic four being rebooted next i feel like it's the easiest one to do i feel like the star of henry cavill is rising with Geralt, and i assume dc wants to hold on to that because when they signed him nobody really knew who he was and now right. people know who he is um so now you have a star he used to be what he wasn't really an A-list guy. No, not and, at all. And, no. So I'm going to go with Fantastic Four, just by deductive reasoning there, because the last one we had was that awful one with Doctor Doom, right? Where they were destroying a dimension. Yeah. Did you really, see it? Really weird movie. Yeah, I didn't like it at all. And they spent like an hour sitting in front of computers. It was really bad. Michael yeah. B. Jordan was in it, right? Yep. Um, that movie had like no stakes. No stakes at all. No. Awful. It was it tied for Razzies with uh, one of the Fifty Shades movies that year. That's how bad it was. It tied. Wow. So I'm gonna go with Fantastic Four. I think it has the most upside. They can do a lot of it, and they've been talking. So I'll predict that. I'll go with that. What do you think? I agree. I actually I, I do think it'll be Fantastic Four. Just okay. because I think there's a, there's a clamoring. I really, oh yeah. I really think what people want more than so much the Fantastic Four itself is a Doctor Doom that's awesome. Like, they want a good Doctor Doom. Mm-hmm. Um, me, for one, as well. Like, I would love to see them actually create... Because I think Doctor Doom has the potential to be, like, the next great villain in in comic book movies, if they yeah. do it right. Because he's mm-hmm. such a dynamic character. So, I do. I, I, think, I think Fantastic Four. Plus, there's been rumors about John Krasinski and Emily Blunt playing uh, Mr. Fantastic. And, and oh, Rupert that's Richards. cute. Okay. So, um, so yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree. With okay, you. cool. Okay, cool. Right, that's a good so, question. Thank you. So the last yeah. question is going to be a spitball. Oh, here we go. The spitball. Out of these three celebrities, which one do you think would make the best president? <laughs> All right. Best president. Best. Best president. Okay. Uh, right Jerry, Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Ellen DeGeneres. Ellen DeGeneres. 
The person I want in charge is Jerry. It's not going to be the, the one who's going to win, but the one I want is Jerry because that would be great because I'd hope he'd do his own press conferences and uh, just constantly make observations. <laughs> What's the deal with the Oval Office? It's not shaped like an oval. We're not even in an office. What's going on? It's just, it'd just be that for eight years. Um. Ellen would be fun, though. Ellen would be fun because she dances around, you know, um, and she's friends with George W. Bush. So that's something. So she's, you know, bridging those party lines, which is very important nowadays. Um, But we are forgetting the fact that when The Rock announced his candidacy on SNL, uh, Tom Hanks was the running mate. Um, But then we also have to know that we're bringing in a guy who has coronavirus to be president. So right. that's a factor. But let's look at this. I think I'm going to go with Tom Hanks because of his career and who he's played. He's played a lot of leaders. You know, mm-hmm. he saved people on that ship. He uh, took that plane, flew it down. He united all the toys together to get back to Andy, you oh. know, Man. you know, he also was like uh, mentally disabled and changed the course of history multiple times. <laughs> and it's uh, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna have to go we're gonna have to go with Tom Hanks because I think he could win too, <laughs> you know, like you know, and he also got to put in a, like a good last name, you know. Somebody was saying like I think Dennis Miller was saying when Mike Huckabee was running, he's like, he has no chance. His last name's Huckabee. Okay. <laughs> so out of those, like, what has the best ring to it? President Hanks. That's a strong name. We're going to go Hanks. What, what do you think? Who's uh, who's the uh, president of these three? I was actually leaning to Ellen, to be honest with you. Just Ellen. Okay. I just think she has the ability to unite the country. Like, if, if I could think of a celebrity that I think could bring everybody together – more so like a lot of people always talk about oprah i think it's ellen i think ellen's mm-hmm. just got that charisma she has that that natural inkling i think to want to try and bring people together like you said she's good friends with george w bush she's clearly a, a democrat she's not a republican oh absolutely no problem with with publicly displaying the fact that she hangs out with it doesn't matter what your political party is if you're my friend you're my friend i don't care and i think that's the type of stuff we would need in this country yeah, mm-hmm. that's but a good point. Like I like Ellen want to. I mean, nothing against your choice with Tom Hanks because I think Tom Hanks, he has the look of someone who would be the president of the United States. Yeah, he's the safest pick for sure. Safest yeah. pick there. You know. Then I also started thinking about their animated characters that they all played. So that means you have whatever his <laughs> name is from B movie. You have Dory and you have Woody. Yeah. It's like, then it's not even close. It's like, you got to go with Woody there, you know. Absolutely. That's a fair point. And Dory would be a terrible president. And let's be real, you know. Um, well, that's good. But Seinfeld would be the most entertaining president. I mean, let's. <laughs> <laughs> not that he would ever want to do it. He'd just be drinking coffee. And uh, although he did hang out with Obama that one time, you know. Oh, that's right. That's right. He, he did. did do that. So that's important. 
You might have convinced me a little bit on Ellen. I'm, lean, I'm leaning more towards that, but I'll, I'll go with my gut. I think those are both, uh, I think all of them are terrible choices and will not be president. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as if America doesn't want any more celebrity presidents. Exactly. As we uh, wait for the impending doom. So. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it, man. That's all I have for you on, uh, on my questions. Do you have anything for me? Anything else you want to throw at me? Last words. So, what, what, what was that question you threw away? You were talking about books and movies, and what? what I mean, you don't have to par- just paraphrase real quick. Yeah. So, so the I question, can see what I turned down. The question was, uh, what book to movie adaptation will hold up better over time? And it was Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter. Oh boy, yeah, yeah. Not well versed in those things because when I grew up, I was a, uh, I was a, uh, much like you, a, a contrarian in some respects. So I'm like, I'm not going to read Harry Potter. I'm going to read Lemony Snicket. So I did. And there you go. And uh, that's, that's where I stand on that. So well, but with Lemony Snicket, just like very like, what? I said with Lemony Snicket, let me ask you this then, because yeah. I have yet to watch the Netflix series. Is it any good compared okay, so, to the movie? So here's the situation with that. We'll yep. end it with this story. We'll do, we'll do the final segment on this story real quick. That sounds wonderful. Okay. So let me take you down a quick little journey. So I remember uh, when me and my brother and sister, my parents went to go see some movie that actually meant something. And we all wanted to go see Lemony Snicket because Jim Carrey is playing a bunch of characters and it's going to be great. And it's a fun movie. It's a fun movie. I like Lemony Snicket. You saw Lemony Snicket, the movie? Yes, I did. Yeah. And uh, so we all go see it and we're like, oh, this is great. All these terrible things happen to these kids. Jim Carrey's great. Let's go see this movie. So then I started reading the books. And then after reading the books... In the movies, they only cover the first three books. In this, and then the series goes on, and I read it, and there's a lot more interesting stuff in the books that they don't get into in the movie because they don't have time. So then as a kid, I was like, man, this would be awesome if this was a miniseries. And then sure enough, Netflix goes, let's make it the miniseries and do it book by book. And I'm like, this is what I want. Um, so when they said, okay, Austin, your dreams are coming true. We're going to make it. Neil Patrick Harris, he's great. I'm like, yeah, he is great. Cool. And, I, and then I was talking to my friend, uh, who shall remain nameless. She was like, hey, uh, I'm interested. I'm like, cool, why don't we read the books and then get ready? Because I have them all. But I want to reread the books before we watch the uh, show. Um, so I lend her the first three books. The entire series comes out because she took forever. Never <laughs> read them. So I couldn't read them. And then before I move to Panama City, she gives me back the books. And now I'm starting to reread the books so I can watch the entire series. So I don't know to answer your question. But what's oh, funny okay. is, the funny thing is, so about uh, a month and a half ago, she sends me a text and goes, hey, Austin. I'm like, what's up? She goes, hey, so I just watched the entire series. And, oh, my God, I got a lot of questions for you. So she watched it and loved it. And, uh, and I said, I'm really glad you like it. And so, and she, cause I knew some of the plot points. So I'm like, did they talk about this point? Did they talk? It's like, yes. And I don't know what's what that, oh my God. And I'm like, well, wouldn't it be fun if we read the books and watched this together? And she's like, yep. Yeah. So I'm, it looks good. I will have to get back to you when I get to it. So, uh, a lot to watch right now. Right. Well, we're all going to be quarantined, so uh, plenty of time to read and do whatever. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Spaceball. 
brought to you by the Sideline Network. On behalf of Austin Space, I am Chris LaValle. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Be sure to check us out on iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review. And uh, we'll be back in two weeks. Thanks again, Austin. We really appreciate it. Adios.